This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they pick a cult hero from the past to lead the line, or will they go for a young whippersnapper from the modern era? It's totally up to them, because it's their best 11. Our guest today is a man who's been a familiar face on our screen for years. He's now working across the pond, playing Inspector Bracken Reed in Canadian show Murdoch Mysteries. But you might remember him as Tommy Harris from Coronation Street. It is the brilliant Thomas Craig. Welcome to your best 11, Tom. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan, uh, probably because my dad and my granddad were both Sheffield Wednesday fans. And I was born and brought up in an area of Sheffield. Uh, I'm actually from the same postcode, Sheffield 6, as Hillsborough. Although I can't see Hillsborough from my old house. Yeah. Is it, I was going to ask but, about, I mean, is, is Sheffield a bit like that? Is, is there areas of the city to support each team? Is that how it kind of works up there? Or is it just a mishmash? It's a bit of a, it's, it's very geographical. There's geographical areas of Sheffield that are either all Wednesday or all United. All right, okay. And actually, my, my dad's family grew up near Bramall Lane. And it's unusual that they were big Wednesday fans. And in, in the 70s, uh, my dad actually took me to Bramall Lane, I think, two or three times. Because, you know, like in the 50s, blokes would go to yeah. Sheffield one week, Sheffield United the other, because nobody went away. Yeah. And uh, he, I think he gave me the option of picking my own team. And I remember saying to him, we'd been to Bramall Lane a couple of times, and I said, Dad, I don't want to come here again. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the correct they had, answer. They had a really good time. <laughs> yeah. They had like Tony Curry and Alan Woodward playing, and they were really good, and yeah. Wednesday were terrible. Yeah, yeah but that's right. Something magical about Wednesday's old cop, the hill and the bank. And I, I just loved it from the very first time I ever went. Yeah, don't blame you. Were you a player, Tom? What's your earliest memories? Are your earliest memories when you were kicking a ball around or or when you were going to games? No, we all played. I, I grew up on a, an old-fashioned terrace street with cobblestones and two up, two down outside toilets. Sounds awful. Sounds like Monty Python, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but we, we played on the street and, like, there was no cars, so no. you could play all day. And then when I was a bit older, there was a big patch of grass in near where I'm from that you graduated to, and that, that was called the Ponderosa after the ranch in Bonanza. Yes. yes. So, uh, so everybody called it the Ponder, so you used to play on the Ponder. 
So, yeah, I was playing football from my earliest memories. I do like that, the rites of passage when you're a kid, to, to be out that first time you're allowed to play oh, the with big the bigger boys. boys. Yeah, the oh. big boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, they go, and the, the classic, they said, you can come join us, but no crying if you get tackled. <laughs> <laughs> no, the school I grew up in, there was two yards. There was, a, there was a, a small yard and then the big boys' yard. And the big boys' yard was always where the games of football went and you had to graduate to get to that yard. Quite Absolutely right. right. Quite do you, right, do you right. remember the first game, the, well, the first Sheffield Wednesday game you went to? Well, my dad bought the programme, so I've got a programme from 1965 and oh, it's a Sheffield uh, Wednesday reserve game against Preston. And he wrote on it that that was my first game. I obviously don't remember that. But I do remember being a kid and being tucked to reserve games and just running up and down the, the uh, rows of seats, rattling the wooden seats, <laughs> not watching the game, just, just running around. It's one of those ones where and your father does the clock goes, are you going to watch the game or not? Yeah, you're like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm six, you know, I'm going to run around is what I do. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. Isn't that what I meant to do? Yeah. <laughs> do you, did you have a favourite player as a kid? Yeah, I mean, I was at Tommy Craig's debut when we signed him from Aberdeen. He was the most expensive. I think he was the first £100,000 teenager. Yeah. So that's like about 68, 69. So I remember games from that period. And my first two games were against Liverpool and West Ham. And we drew both games 1 1. And I thought, every football game ends 1 1. <laughs> you know, like when you're a kid and you just yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems fair. Well, yeah. yeah. But there was Tommy Craig, who had red hair like me. And also we signed a little Scottish winger from Rangers called Willie Henderson. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you remember him? Yeah, Willie Henderson. And it's, I yeah. think it's worth remembering is that, that you, I mean, if you can have a favourite player as a kid, it might be the one that you've named yourself after. So it's probably worth that just remi- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, worth reminding that. people that that's, that's why you are Tom Craig as an actor, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, my real name is Craig Thompson. And when I joined Equity, they, saw, they told me that I couldn't have my real name. And I, I've been called Tom because of Tom or Thompson. So I just flipped it. I thought, Tommy Craig, he'll do for me. You know what I mean? Yes. There's another Jonathan Owen in the equity as well, the same. And obviously all my life I've been called Johnny and the only person that doesn't is my mother because, you know, people used to ring the house and they go, is Johnny there? And she goes, there's no Johnny here. You can speak to Jonathan. I'm like, oh, ma'am. <laughs> and when I joined equity, there was another Jonathan Owen. And I could have, but I could have Johnny Owen. And I didn't tell yeah. her for six months. I was like, I can't tell my mother. I had to wait until I was ashamed. <laughs> Johnny, you weren't, you weren't named after the boxer, were you? No. It was well, Johnny Owen, the boxer. It was. Well, that's what happened. Because when we were kids in school, there was like, because he was Johnny Owen and I was Jonathan Owen. There was, yeah, most working class areas, you're called Johnny, aren't you? Was yes. abbreviated in some way. And that's all it was. Do you mean? But, you know, classic mother to go you know that I had an auntie the same I had an uncle die his name was Di Jones and his mother my, his mother, well, my great auntie Betty she insisted that he was called David in Wales no. you're like come on auntie <laughs> Betty it's like die or nothing do you mean but uh, yeah it's a funny thing with the names isn't it that, uh, you know it's a change your name and then your mates still probably call you Craig and then everybody right. else calls no, you something else Craig. do you not no, no. It's I, gone. No, it's all it's, over. It's gone. That's good. Yeah. Established. Well, my other favourite player as a kid was not a Wednesday player, and it was Billy Bremner because he had red hair as well. Yes. I liked red hair. <laughs> and he, he had number four. And yeah. now my birthday is the 4th of December, and he wore number four. So I love Billy Bremner. It's he, great when you uh, find things like that with a player, isn't it? You know, it's four. Yeah. And when you, to, to your young mind, it makes sense, doesn't would, it? Would that have been you on the field of play as well then, Tom? Were you the feisty? Because that's certainly what Billy Bremner was. <laughs> oh, he was a fantastic footballer. Oh, True, that was, as well. He was, yeah. oh, he was superb. And, and Leeds were always on the TV when I was growing up. Yeah. They were like Yorkshire TV, the highlights. It was them every week. Yeah. So you saw a lot of Leeds growing up, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet you did. Did you have... Um, and uh, let's let's combine the two because, of course, your life would have changed quite dramatically you know, over the years. Did you have match day rituals then that you used to adopt when you was a young supporter? And of course, once you do start becoming 
Tommy Craig, the actor. Yeah. Did you change your rituals at all? Well, when I was a kid, it was what my dad did. So right. there's, a, there's a pub by the dog track, which is just on your way to the cop on Penniston Road at Hillsborough. It's called The Crown. And I was just stood outside the crown for years, like looking in the window, <laughs> willing my dad to drink the pint quicker. Do you know what I mean? You're lucky you got a, a, a Coke and yeah. a pack yeah. of crisps. Send out a, a flat, flat cola drink. Just stood outside waiting for their dads, you know yeah. what I mean? To yeah. come to the match. Yeah. Well, that's your preparation for it. So, obviously, you know, when you become a turn, and I guess, you know, when you, particularly if you're in a big soap, like, like you know, doing like Coronation Street, for example, you, you take on, that takes on a whole different thing, doesn't it, going to football matches? Oh God! Uh, when I when I was on Curry, I went to Portsmouth and I got chinned because I was a Wednesday fan on Curry, and they knew that I was a Wednesday fan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no denying it, is it? It's like no, I've got me. This is so funny. We we played Portsmouth at the end of I think about 2003. It was April, and if they'd have won, they would have got promoted that day. So they were having a big party, and at 15 minutes to go, they announced to the Pompey fans, "Please stay off the pitch so the players can do a lap of honour." And as they said that, we equalised and we scored the winner in the 93rd minute. Oh. So when we come out of the ground, the Pompey fans were like, <laughs> it was like awful. They were all lined up trying to kill us. And you and had the du- double one in an actual and acting Sheffield Wednesday. It's like, it's, 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 it's like, like both oh. barrels you were, weren't you? That was you bringing it on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to wear like Wednesday stuff in the show so this yeah. lad says that's him off the tv that's that wet he swore he did swear <laughs> and then the next minute i've been chinned and the two coppers have pulled me and this lad to one side and everybody's rearing up and i don't know if you've been to pompey but there's yeah. all terraced houses outside the way yeah yeah and we were pulled into this woman's front garden and they were all throwing coins at us and this old lady comes out and she says, stop throwing coins at my windows. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Yeah, he's all right. my windows. Yeah. <laughs> and they, 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 they waited until the crowd had gone. They got Mariah, they nicked him in the back, they put this lad in the back and I said to the coppers, I said, look, I don't want to I don't want to press charges, do you know what I mean? And the coppers said, we saw him do it, we've got the charge and he sobered up in the back of the Mariah. And oh, as they dropped me at the train station, he asked me for me, uh, he asked me for me. Girls, rubbing the two coppers were rolling around in the front. I said, I'm not sliding you. Oh, dear me. That's uh, brilliant. I got, I got a check for £100 off the Portsmouth Magistrates Court for damages. <laughs> wow. And all the coins that you picked up, obviously, as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Nice have, you got, one. Um, have you got a favourite uh, piece of memorabilia or a memento? I've got the... Back in the last time we won the FA Cup in 1935, it, I don't think the FA Cup final was the actual last game of the season. And we won the cup against West Brom, and the week after we had one home game left. And I've got the program from that game. We played Grimsby, and it's like a commemorative program for winning the cup the week before. So I've got that in a frame, and I've got the ticket from the game. Wow. So I suppose that's that's my uh, that's a beautiful piece of memorabilia. Listen, I've got yeah. I've got to ask you, Tom, because of course, supporting Sheffield is a weird thing for you nowadays. Because what ten years, I guess, you're spending half your life in Canada on the acclaimed. Yes. Who done it? Or basically, de- <laughs> detective series, um, Murdoch mystery. So, are, are you away for a lot of football, or how do you how do you make that work? Yeah, I mean, I usually go around about May, June, so I'm there till October, November. So yeah, I don't see any football generally up to Christmas. Uh, but you know, I listen. I get I get I follow when we're out there, and it's five hours behind. You have to get up ten o'clock Saturday morning and, and listen. 
you know, I listen to you guys all the time. I've always got talk sport on when I'm in Canada. So, but do you, I, I wonder, you know, in a, in a cast and crew, which obviously is basically Canadian, I don't, how much yeah. company have you got in terms of like football conversation and stuff? I know there's lots of pubs in Toronto that are the, like soccer pubs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. My, my very first conversation when I arrived in Canada, I'd got this job and I've never filmed abroad before on a big thing. And I thought, this is it, I've made it, you know what I mean? And I get picked up at the airport and a guy comes up in the big car and he's, he's got the cap on and that, and I get me bags in the back. And he, he said, oh, you're English? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, you like soccer? And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, this is a hockey town. <laughs> Welcome, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, mate. Yeah. Like show you a nice pub or something where this is a hockey town. <laughs> I was going to say, have you got a favourite player now? My favourite player, because he's a stalwart, he's a Wednesday fan, he's from Worksop. He's not my favourite player, but I've got a lot of admiration for Liam Palmer. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. He's, he's made over 200 appearances. He's broke into the Scotland team. He's a pure Wednesday fan. He's got an academy in Worksop for kids. He's he's a proper good guy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that he's the most talented player, but he's, he's what you kind of kind of player you want in your squad. Yeah. Do you know, I so, and that doesn't matter, does it? I, I, you know, fans, we warm to that guy more. Yeah, arguably totally. more than your, your fanciest, your flashiest, your most talented. I'm with you on that, yeah. 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 But, but local players also do get a lot of grief off fans because they're local lads who've not cost a fee and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. see that quite a lot, and it's interesting. Like I always notice in in teams, uh, the academy boys, some they're either really loved or like you're saying they get get a lot of stick for some reason. You know, what I mean? yeah. and that surprises you. I think you know the way that local boys can get can get it like that. It's funny, isn't it? And they're pure heart. He's he's in the club, you know, he's pure Wednesday. But my other favourite player would be not a Wednesday player, but who's a Wednesday fan is Jamie Vardy. We yeah. all love Jamie Vardy. Yeah, you, you know do. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this season. <laughs> I mean, last season, he went up to the cop at, at Bramall Lane when he scored and he stood there with his cup in his ears to the cop and he was getting dogs abuse. And this year, there were no fans, so he attacked the court flag. <laughs> you see that when he scored he at Bramall Lane? Well, did he, did he, he did, yeah. Off, didn't he? But you're right, though, because yeah. we've had Johnny McClure and um, Richard Hawley on both Famous Wednesday and Pete McKee, Pete McKee. And they all love Jamie Vardy, don't they? Yeah. Oh, we all love Jamie Vardy, man, because he's doing what we all want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, 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 there is that the fairy tale footballer, isn't he? In that sense, yeah. it's a proper Cinderella yeah. story. I wonder if he'll go back for oh, a year or two eh? just to finish off. That might be quite oh, nice. you'd like to think so, but that's just being a football fan and being romantic yeah. it'll yeah. never leave us don't, never leave us Tom. don't do it to yourself listen it's, it's one one of the most famous kits in football the blue and white stripes uh, famously yeah. which, which would be your favourite kit from what era well it's probably before I was born but when, when I was growing up in the 60s we had that like Arsenal type kit you know the blue oh, shirt yeah. with the white sleeves yeah. but nobody liked that no, none of the adults liked it at the time I liked it as a kid because it was the first kit I ever had but I do like the classic from the early 60s, just blue and white stripes with a V-neck, no collar, just a V-neck. Yeah. And it's the, the kit we wore when we were runners up to Tottenham in Tottenham's double season. And when you see some of the old pictures of the players in that kit, it just looks great. That V was actually, it, it wasn't too imposing. I can picture it now. That some of them were yeah. big, fat things. You know, yeah, they, it weren't a big, fat V. It was just nice, you know? Yeah. I, I always think, I mean, listen, I am going to mention Sheffield United as well, but it's quite an underrated <laughs> football city, Sheffield. You've got two clubs that have always oh, had terrific support there, haven't they? It's crazy. I mean, I think two years ago, the Sheffield Derby was the most expensive police game in, in England. <laughs> Yeah. And and Sheffield United fans put a video out on YouTube called Steel City Derby. This city is ours and it's an eye-opener. Yeah. It's a real eye-opener because it's pure hatred. And you're like, these lads all going to work together on the Monday, but on the Saturday, it's crazy. It yeah. is really crazy. 
Yeah, it's a proper rivalry, that. It's a proper rivalry, yeah. United and... I mean, I don't know about Nottingham, because I don't know when... You live in Nottingham, don't you? Yeah, I do, I do. County and Forest kind of get on, really, in the sense of, like, yeah. Forest kind of... It's, it's Forest Derby there. That's 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 the, the fierce rivalry in, yeah, yeah, in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. But in Sheffield, it's in the city, as you said, you know, and it has been for decades and decades and decades, isn't it? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's, it's all police leagues cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> well, as you split a city in half like that, you know, it's like Glasgow in that sense as yeah. well, isn't it? It's, it's going to happen like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's great that one well, is... I'd say it was 60-40 Wednesday. Of course Oof. you would. But of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, I don't think that he's being polite as so, well, yeah. I talking reckon. of Sheffield United, uh, have you got another team you've got a soft spot for? Leading <laughs> <laughs> question. Leading question. Well, but when I was killed on Coronation Street, my name was my name was Tommy Harris, and they, they sang a song. They had a song for me, the Sheffield United fans. Did they? <laughs> Yeah, because the girl who played my daughter was called Katie Harris, and they used to sing, Katie Harris is our friend, she kills pig fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, wow. I was like, yeah, I got my own song. But no, my, my team that I've got a soft spot for would be Dundee, because oh. my ex, she's from Dundee, and my son was born in Dundee. Uh, so, and I was watching Dundee when they signed Kinidja. Do you remember they signed Yes, Kinidja? yeah. <laughs> and they, they signed all these South Americans, and they were playing brilliant football, and they had Kinidja. It was unbelievable. And uh, the day that he scored his first goal was the day that Jim McLean chinned the BBC reporter. And I remember Dundee that. Were all, over the, all over the sporting world that day. You know what I mean? Which That's is very rare. It's a nice idea to have a Scot. Uh, Johnny's encouraged me. Funny enough, he's given me Dundee United. I have. I, I've gone to. He said to have having a Scottish team is a great idea. Yeah, it's 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 the way forward for the rest of my born days. Well, we're going to go. We, we yeah. you know when, when we come up the other the other end well, the other Dund- side. I'm going to go to the Dundee Derby. It'd be great. Oh, it's great. And their friend, they, they, there's not a lot of animosity between them because it's a small town. There's only 150,000 people, but that's a mad football town. Yeah. Like Sheffield is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And my, ne- my nephew's from Dundee. He's on Coronation Street. I don't know if you know Sam Robertson. He plays Adam Barlow. Oh, oh yeah. Right. He's, a Dund- he's a Dundee fan. Oh, we so see you've got to. That I mean, look at you. Look at the connections. Come on, he's. I mean, that's perfect. Did you know Dund- Dundee were the first British team to get? I think to get to a semi-final of a European semi-final, Cup, and the yeah. manager was yeah. Bob Shankly, Bill Shankly's brother. No, yes, yeah. wow. sixty-two, I think it was. Yeah, whatever happened to Bill yeah. Shankly? He did all right, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. He did. <laughs> this is the best eleven podcast from Talk Sport. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Best 11 podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. Right, here's the uh, the $64,000 question. Uh, we're going to go on Morning. to your best 11. Uh, I would imagine it's a Sheffield Wednesday 11 or England 11. Where are you going to go? You know, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So take us through it, uh, starting with the goalkeeper. Well, I'm going to pick uh, Martin Hodge. Yeah. Yeah. He played over 200. He holds the record for the most consecutive appearances, over 200. But there's two things he was kind of remembered for. He conceded a goal to Steve Ogrozovic from a, a drop ball kick. <laughs> and I was at that game. And the wind, it was one of classic where the wind got it. And it, it bounced did. One. <laughs> it sort of had a, sec- he had a second life, the ball, didn't it? It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, hilarious. And he also was named in the squad for the 86 World Cup. He was measured for his blazer and everything. And oh. then Gary Bailey declared himself fit. So so Hodge was kicked out of the squad and then Bailey was injured and then would, wouldn't have played anyway, even if it had been called upon. Oh. So I think that's probably a big regret he, he missed out on. But he was a, he was a good goalkeeper. I didn't know he was on the fringe. Okay, good. So, are you a 4-4-2 man, Tom? I'm a 4-4-2 and I'm going to play with two wingers and possibly a third winger up front as well. Ooh, I okay. like wingers. Okay. So yeah. you're back four. So my two full-backs have got nicknames. I'm going to go against the uh, common... Uh, Wednesday thought and not pick Roland Nielsen because yeah. he's in every Wednesday fans uh, <laughs> top 11 I'm going to pick Mel Sterling Zico. Oh, I remember that he, he was but, it was like his career was meant to be been over when he arrived and it certainly wasn't was it because he never looked like an athlete he was no. like this big man, but he had this long flowing mullet and he was just he was one of the few right backs who influenced games you know like the boy at Liverpool does sometimes yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Ten, Alexander Arnold yeah. yeah. Sterling was like that and then he went and got a league uh, league winner's medal at Leeds in Leeds. the last... He uh, did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Incredible career. So, and yes. his nickname was Zico. And on, on the left back, I'm going to pick... <laughs> this is funny because he was steady. The most capped player Wednesday have had for Northern Ireland, 55 caps, I think. Nigel Worthington. Oh, good player. Yeah. Good player. And he, do you remember when Steve Bruce goes them two headers for Man United against Wednesday? Yeah. Worthington is on the post and he's like it's like he's on a day trip round. He's just hanging on the post and the ball goes past him and he doesn't even react. <laughs> you can watch the footage of that. What's it go over his head, does he? Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. No, he goes like at the side of him and he just looks at it as it goes in. Oh. And like, I think he got loads of stick for that. And his, his nickname was Barney. 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 He's, he's Brendan Rogers' cousin, actually. Is he? Okay. Yeah, because I think Brendan Rogers was a Wednesday fan as a kid because he, that was his cousin. He's claiming everyone today, Craig is, isn't he? He's yeah, getting that's a lot of claiming everybody. They're all Wednesday <laughs> fans. Got to. <laughs> so you're two centre halves. I'm going to have uh, probably more known for playing for Everton, but Mick Lyons. Yes. And you had, you had a Forest fan on a few weeks back who said when Stuart Pearce used to come out of the tunnel, it was like galvanising the whole crowd, and Mick Lyons was a bit like that. Yeah. An enormous he was man, tough. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he was like a man. Yeah. You know, like some yeah. people are just men. He was a man. And, you know, you've seen him come out and have his head bandaged and the blood's flowing. Yes. He's one of them. And even the, even the name, isn't it? Lions. I know, it's exactly <laughs> still there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But also, and Des Walker alongside oh, him. Oh, Des, 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 Des. And Des played, like, over 300 games for Wednesday. You tend to forget that. Well, Wednesday fans won't, but it, it, you yeah, don't put it in his CV so You'll much. You'll never beat him, Mark. You'll never beat I him. I know. Was he, was, he was ever present for about eight years. He's, he's, he racked up over 300 appearances and, like, phenomenal defender. Yeah. 
Yeah, a reader of the game. But he talks say, very fondly about his time with Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Oh, really? Well. Yeah. He was very happy there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He's from Nottingham. Well, he lives in Nottingham. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. That's a decent parent at Sheffield as well because they complement each other well. very nicely yeah. indeed. I'm all over that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All the wingers now. Here they come. <laughs> do you want me wingers or do you want me two midfielders? Two midfielders. Two midfielders. Go on. Yeah. I'm going to pick the classic combo from the early '90s: Sheridan and Palmer. I, th- I thought yeah. so. The much maligned Carlton Palmer. If you watched him every week. He was fantastic, but he gets a lot of stick with England fans because I think he played him out of position, Graham Taylor. He played him at right back, right right side of midfield, but he was literally box to box, and he did all Sheridan's donkey work. And he fantastic. did. And I also think he was under, you know, he was somewhat undervalued as an England player as well because he was that guy. That's why he yeah. had him in the England team. And also yeah. a really popular guy amongst other players. Yeah. They all talk very fond. Yeah. One of those yeah. lads who's great in the dressing room and great to have in the team. I think. You know? Yeah. And John Sheridan at the side of him, what a footballer. Yeah, he could, Unbelievable he could pass player. the ball a bit, couldn't he? Yeah, he had, a, he had a fantastic career. He was Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday. He was weirdly, he went to Forest for not very long, cleft uh, for some reason. I don't know yeah. what the story is. I didn't fancy him, sold him, didn't he? Really? He signed yeah. him and sold him without playing, yeah. I think, didn't he? Yeah, did yeah. the very similar thing with Asa Hartford as well. Nobody can explain <laughs> why. Look, uh, yeah, just sort of, for, you know, just sort of not for me and sold them. Wow. Strange, isn't it? But, yeah. He did that with Gary Megson as well, I think. Look. Yes, that's right. Megson was another so one. He couldn't trap a bag of cement. That's right, yeah. Harsh. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so now you're, you're, you're wingers. You're wingers and forwards. Well, I suppose on my right wing, he's, even though he's left footed, he's Chris Waddle. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an almost. Guarantee that every Wednesday final put Chris Waddle in their team, isn't it? Because he was. Oh yeah. Have you, know, you ever have you ever put Googled when he's at Marseille and they, they they put the videos from Marseille? Yeah. He was phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. your right your right hand side, Sterling and Waddle. Now you t- look two men who look the least likely. Yeah. <laughs> to well, be least likely as footballers, don't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It, but as a winger, he just was not built the way that he should be as a wide man. And But what a talented player. Oh, brilliant. And he, he did that slow kind of step over that deceived people every time. And yeah. he must have known it was coming as a fullback and thought, he's done me again. <laughs> he says a great story, doesn't he? That when he first went to Wednesday, uh, he, he, he broke down the wing, beat a man, and, and, and he heard a lot of clacking. And it almost made him jump out of his skin. And he turned around and it was the seats where Sheffield yeah. Wednesday fans were standing up. And he said up, yeah. all his career, he waited for the clack, 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 clack. And he oh, knew he had him off the noise. seats. Great noise. He's dreaming. There's a there's a great clip where we play Man United and he, he does gigs of that. He does gigs and he goes back and does gigs twice. Yes. <laughs> and it's brilliant. It's really good, you know. <laughs> On the other wing, I'd have a real maverick from the late seventies, early eighties, Terry Curran. Terry Curran, oh, yes. Blimey, the, yeah. electric, Terry Curran. the electric Curran, that's what <laughs> to call him, in Forest. But he, yeah, he, um, Curran had a, had a fantastic uh, two years, I think, at Forest, and then he had a, an injury, and he never quite recovered from it, but he went to Sheffield Wednesday and had like a sort of an Indian summer. Had like a, a sort of, no, no, sort of, I think he went to Southampton from Southampton Forest. Southampton Forest, then to Sheffield Wednesday, was it? And then we signed him and he dropped two divisions because he's a Wednesday it. fan. And yes. He, um, yeah, another Wednesday fan. So he, he came and played for us in the third division with Jack Charlton, and he was just... He was a total maverick. And when we beat the other lot on Boxing Day in 1979, he went up to the Sheffield United fans and did a body. He went on his knees in front of all the blades and just milked them. <laughs> well, he, he's, was he a oh. workshop boy? Is he a workshop boy? Yeah, no, I think he's from near Doncaster. Oh, Doncaster, that's it, yes. Yeah, yes, it's from yes. near Doncaster. Isn't that a great thing to do? You know, you've done it all. You've had a bit of run around. You're getting your sort of second win as a player and you go and do it for your home side. It's fantastic. Have yeah. you ever seen, have you ever seen that? Goal, Sheffield Wednesday score against Norwich, and the fan is on the pitch. I showed you. Oh, that's brilliant! And he he goes for the header. Dives for the header. On the and the referee just carries on, gives the goal as if it's the most normal thing in the world, and there's yeah. a fan 
Yeah. Yeah. Gary Bannister, Gary Bannister heads it in. And That's he's it. behind him. He's literally behind Gary Bannister, like yeah. a shadow, and he's diving and trying and to head it. He throws himself in the air. Well, oh, you've got fair, to see it. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. I think the fan was playing him on side, so that's... <laughs> Obviously, that's why the goal stood. But there's about. Oh, I'm glad you've seen that, Johnny. That's oh, hilarious. It's brilliant. And there's, really about, there's about ninety thousand there. You know, it's like it's packed there <laughs> those days. In. I think they're going for promotion, but it's just a lady. Yeah, Nottingham got promoted that day. That's right. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, just oh, that, I was at that game. I was at that game. Hilarious. Great, great video. <laughs> okay, well you got you got a couple of decent fellas there for your assists out wide. So who are you playing up top then? Who's your top two? Well, I've obviously got up David Hurst. Yes, you have. Who is I think like, that's Law. Yes, go on, That Gary. is Law. He's like Wednesday's second post-war record goal scorer after Johnny Phantom. But, but I mean, what a talent. And if he hadn't have been injured... And, oh, so again, unlucky. If Steve yeah. Bold hadn't have broke his ankle as, as he scored a goal, Steve Bold broke his ankle at Highbury. Oh, oh, England, loads of England caps, I think, were for yeah. him. Well, yeah. even yeah. Ferguson mentions him in his book because he was the player he was looking at and stuff, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, it was going to go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was trying to sign him for he was. the season. He was, yeah. And uh, alongside him, I was going to go off, off like, and, and pick Jamie Vardy, even because he played for Wednesday's youth team. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and Jamie Vardy is a big David Hurst fan. That was his hero growing up. But I'm going to go with the uh, with Paolo De Canio. Paolo De Canio. Oh. I'm so pleased that name was cropped up. Even, even though he, only, he had a season and a half at Wednesday, but he was he was fantastic to watch. I saw him get sent off contesting a throwing against Watford. Well, he, uh, no, I think that was just before he pushed the ref. Oh, that, yeah, the infamous uh, ref pushing. I mean, that ref dived looking back, didn't he? Oh, you went... Well, yeah, he, he just bumbled, didn't he? Yeah. He went down about 14 oh, times, He I went think, down, yeah, he? he took a week to go down on me, it said, didn't he? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, I, love, I love that story Harry Rendock tells about him when he kept getting fouled against Bradford and he never got a penalty and he wanted to come off. He says, I've had enough, I've had enough, and he's walking off the pitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, they've had a few... Uh, good boys up front though because what was the other number Carbone was there for a while wasn't he yeah he was inside man though when he, he went before he played behind the front so that's Carbone right. was good yeah yeah and I did like Gary Bannister do you remember Gary Bannister yes the, I do great haircut Gary yeah. Bannister yeah and it wore Hurst up front uh, as well he's some good players I mean that early 90s team that made it to Wembley quite a few times were were a really good side weren't they yeah really good yeah so your manager here's the question well do you know when people ask you about your dinner party who you'd invite to a dinner party? I would always pick Jack Charlton. Yeah. I think Jack Charlton is so listenable and just enjoy watching him interview and all that. But his football was pretty functional. And I'm always surprised Sheridan got as many caps for Ireland as he did because Jack was the manager. Yeah. Because he bypassed the midfield. So I think I would pick Big Ron. Atkinson Big Ron. Would be the yeah. Yeah. That, and they were an exciting side under Atkinson, weren't they? There was a lot more about them, didn't they? I think we might have won the league if Atkinson had not left the Villa. Yeah. Because the season we came uh, third in the last first division when Leeds won it, we lost the two Sheffield derbies that season and Trevor Francis played the derbies down. He was like, well, it's just another game. And United, had they weren't, they weren't half as good as Wednesday, but they had all these young lads like Mitch Ward and yeah. Carl Bradshaw. They were all Blades and they're all Sheffield lads and they were so up for it. And if we'd have won them two games, we probably would have won the league that season. And it's a different story now, though, Tom. Just to finish the course, because it's you know it's I mean you're on you're on the back foot before it's, you started. It's Sheffield Wednesday chopping and changing, trying to get it right. What what would you if you stay up? Would you take that as a bonus at this stage, or are you ready just to regroup as a club? Do you think? Oh, I think we've got to stay up. Yeah. I don't know what what the deal is with money. What money we've got to spend. What, 
the, the, the chairman, he comes and does these three-hour interviews, but he doesn't really say anything. Do you know what I mean? It's the bizarre interviews, press conferences that he does. And I don't know if he's just gambled everything on his first two seasons when we got to the playoff final and then the semi-final. And now we've just, you know, we, we like being at Vegas. We've bumped all our money on and we've, we've lost. It's a tough one, because it's such a tough league for that. You know, you, you went for it, you were yeah. playing great football and you know, you've got the playoffs twice, got to a final as well. And um, it's just yeah. tough. I just, I just think you hopefully will have enough to stay up this year. That's my feeling. Just tell us quickly, when do you go back to Canada? Uh, we start filming, we're supposed to start filming May the 10th. So I'd have to go back mid-April because I've got to quarantine for two and a half weeks before I start filming. And presumably start growing that moustache back again as well because uh, <laughs> he, Brackery, he's got to get his centre part in him. Thomas, yes, and, and then grow, is that is it all your own tash that in character? Yeah, yeah, man. It takes me about ten to eleven days to grow. Oh. <laughs> I've spoken like a true Yorkshire one. Takes me ten hours <laughs> to just go there. There's my moustache. I wake me. up in the morning and say, "Right, grow," and it does. <laughs> Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you oh, on. Thanks mate. for having me. Like, no yeah, worries. Good luck filming, and um, yeah. let us know when you're over there, and we'll, we'll check in with us, and we'd we'll love to have a chat with you. Cheers, lads. See you later. The Best 11 podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.